What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Maker Made Podcast, the number one podcast in the world. This is episode 35, joined by my good buddy, Doggy. What's up? What's up? And let's get right into the show. What's How happening? How are we doing today, Doggo? What are you up to? I'm good. Nothing. You you let me ask you how you're doing first. Let's just let's just set that in stone. No further I'll ask questions. You how you're doing? No further questions, Your Honor. No, <laughs> um, no but seriously, how how you doing, brother? Good. Pretty uh, pretty exhausted, honestly. I uh, um, Ari' uh, girlfriend was in town this weekend, so we did a lot of driving around, doing stuff, a lot of uh, fall stuff. Um, so now I'm just kind of uh, catching up on work and meetings emails all that good stuff and shop work how about you i saw your little uh post today on your stories about your fall decorated door and i was like there's no way on god's green earth that doggy would go out of his way to set up those little pumpkins (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, i actually got a good laugh we got we got back from the pumpkin patch and she's like and i'm i'm freaking hungry at this point I'm, i'm ready to eat right now and she's like, oh, let's set them up. And she's there for like five minutes, like rearranging them. And she goes, how does it look? I was like, good. And she goes, are you hungry? I was like, yes, yeah, so I'd like to go inside right now. She's like, oh, but this one's a little off. And I was like, no, we're eating now. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Um, Don't let doggy get hangry or everyone's going to have a bad yeah, time. It's straight up not having a great time. No, it looks good, though. Um, and uh, had a good time. Very cute. Uh, yeah, very fall. But in, uh, as you know, uh, pumpkins in hot weather don't last very long so those are going to be mush in about a week oh those are real pumpkins yeah like real pumpkins are real gourds oh yeah that changes things a yeah. lot so they'll be they'll be gone in a week um you're probably right so but yeah well uh, is it tuesday uh what did you do uh last weekend last week uh last week was a pretty good week um i busted out three signs that i made for a fella who i traded some work for he actually made me a custom putter uh in exchange for these three wood signs um just having to do with his logo and things that he wants to hang in his shop and office uh super fun projects was very excited to get those busted out and sent out and then, uh, unfortunately, Thursday, my back started giving me some, some issues. I think it was from stemming from uh, assembling the drum sander on my own, which was a terrible, terrible, oh, terrible idea. I did the same thing Dude, with the joiner. I, I know how it goes. Yeah, lifting that head of the drum sander onto the base cabinet was crazy. I mean, that heavy. thing has to weigh 300 pounds. Yeah, I mean, have you wheel- you've wheeled it around a little bit in the shop? It is incredibly yeah. top heavy. Right, that's we've talked about that before too. I, I haven't, I do, I didn't have any like scares or anything of it tipping over, but I definitely see what you're saying. That's for sure. And I do actually remember vividly when we were moving your drum sander and getting it into the pod, and we had a, a little scare with that. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be so unfortunate a drum sander being tipped over. Yeah. But uh, so the back started flaring up on me Thursday afternoon, woke up Friday, try to get in the shop. Uh, luckily, it was a very light day. I was just throwing stuff on the CNC nonstop, literally all day long uh, and Saturday as well. So back was real locked up on me all weekend. It started loosening up on Sunday. Monday, I was feeling pretty good, still sore, but we're getting better. Um, went to the gym yesterday, which is very good. You know, it's a good sign, obviously. And today feeling much better going to the gym as well and then you know just keeping up on heating and icing it and that's all i'm doing with that nice 
Good. Yeah, that uh, drum sander, you put it to work right away. Dude, I've literally been using it. I don't want to say like every single day I've been in the shop since I've gotten it, I've used it, which is just awesome. Like I'm so, so glad. I don't know how I almost let people talk me out of getting it, but boy, am I glad to have that thing. And it's going to be awesome moving forward in the shop. Nice. Yeah. I mean, flat, flattening panels uh, on some of these signs. I did a CNC carve and then I just spray painted black into the carves. And then I sent it through the drum sander to clean off the excess. Same thing with epoxy. Mm-hmm. Dude, it is a dream. Yeah, that's that's but, super uh, convenient. So I've been with working CNC too. Totally, yeah, and I've been working on those signs. Those got all buttoned up, um, and then at the tail end of this week, I'm going to be embarking on those three tabletops that I have to do. Uh, so definitely need to back healthy for those. Those will be fun to dive into and get them out the door. Yeah. Fun to work on, and then get them out the door. Yeah, okay. No you got anything fun coming up? No, so uh, last night I got two Etsy orders, um, a set of coasters and a custom cigar ashtray um, Hell with yeah. an engraving. So uh, that one came through and I was like, oh, I really don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to get the laser out um, <laughs> because my processing time, like we talked about in Pete's episode, is three days. So mm-hmm. it's, shoot, I got to get this thing ready out the door in three days. And the laser always takes me a little bit of time, but... Uh, so, so Ari was flying back to San Jose and I was like, well, I'll stay up until she lands in California. Um, and I started watching TV and I was like, wait a minute, I can do this. This is so easy to crank <laughs> these things out. So I got the cigar ashtray done. Like I, I drilled the hole, car- used the, uh, router and carved out the, uh, the slots. And then I went inside and excuse me, I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to do the engraving tomorrow i don't want to mess with that and i'm sitting on the couch watching like some you know murder mystery serial killer show on netflix <laughs> jeffrey Dahmer. I, I watched that as a good one but i'm oh really yeah, i need to look at that yeah. soon uh-huh. but like this is a waste of time i'm not tired i'm gonna go out there so i got the laser fired up cleaned the shop tidied it up put stuff away swept as the laser was going um, so super productive and i got both of those orders Custom start to finish from, you know, rough wood to finished product boxed and out the door in a matter of like 16 hours. Um, so Perfect. pretty pumped about that. Um, and that was pretty fun. Still got to get rid of this Magnolia coffee table, but he paid me invoice on Jobber is paid. Um, so that was my first invoice I've ever sent. Um, that worked really well. And then... Some people have been inquiring about floating fireplaces, but run away with their tail between their legs when I tell them the price. <laughs> um, but no, it's all good here. I'm trying to stay busy. All good in the hood, brother. Uh, so, oh, I have something exciting on the horizon uh, that I would like to tease to those of you out there who are listening to the show. Um, we have decided, and I say we as in me and my girlfriend, uh, that we are going to make our own t-shirts. So I have had the worst time finding and sourcing someone to make shirts for me, like with my logo or the podcast logo or whatever. Uh, I've been blatantly ripped off two different times. I have been, I, we had one gal at at one time who did a pretty good job on them. Um, but she started not doing a great job and then she moved out of state. So that Mm -hmm. sucked. So we just decided, sick of the headache, we're just going to do it ourselves. So we made 
pretty small investments in uh, uh, getting started making our own shirts. And then we're going to do leather patch hats once the laser Mm -hmm. gets in. Um, And then that's going to be, I'm not sure if it's going to be its own entity Uh, for a while. It's going to be just operating under Westfall Woodco. But I'm really excited. We're going to start offering that service to not only ourselves, but to other makers as well. So if anyone is looking for t-shirts, you know a guy. That's awesome. Yeah, I just have my little iron-on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that's uh, one thing. I mean, I mean, no offense to you, obviously. It works great for small logos and stuff. But I can't stand vinyl iron-on shirts most of the time. When it's a small little logo, it's whatever. Yeah. But if you want to do like something big is when I... You know, you feel it on your skin. Like if you start sweating a little bit, mm. it kind of sticks to your back through your shirt. Yeah, I don't and all that stuff. So I don't have anything on the, the backs of my shirts, but yeah, definitely in terms of like mass production and uh, repeatability, uh, that's amazing. That'll be huge. Yeah, pretty excited. So if anyone has any need for some shirts, hit up your boy. We definitely, and that's the thing too. So one thing with getting this started is I really wanted to focus on. I, I, I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of things I wish I had, you know, and I wish I had someone to make small batches of shirts for me at a decent price. You know, if you, you get one or two off shirts, it's going to cost you like 20, 20, it's going to cost you like 25, 30 bucks at most places, plus like setup fees and things like that. So I'm looking to avoid that. I'm trying to make it very affordable for makers like myself, like you, who want shirts to be made, whether it's for yourself or to sell or to give away to your family, especially with the holidays coming up, they make great gifts. So that's kind of my, my mindset going into it. I really want to keep costs low. We're not looking to make a bunch of money off of it, obviously. Uh, but that's definitely just something that we're cooking up and our mentality towards it. Yeah, that'll be huge. That, that's a that's a really good point, though, with having issues with small batches because anytime um, you want less than like 30 shirts, it's an insane price. Um, right, exactly. And the so that craft fair a couple weeks ago with the hot air balloons, we were right next to mm-hmm. a tent. They were uh, selling hats, like screen printed hats, leather patch hats, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, I'd really like to get some some hats. And she was like, you know what? If it's less than 30, I think it was 20, I'm going to like forward you directly to the supplier and, and they'll they'll do it for you because it's like not cost effective for me for me to do that. Um, yeah. And I understand. Like, I mean, everyone's got to do what they got to do to make the margins they want. But that that's my goal is just to make sure that I give people an avenue that they can take for, you know, smaller batch stuff. Because I don't I don't know about you, but I know I'm not going to sell 30 shirts in one sitting, you know, it's going to take a little while. Uh, so I'd much rather be able to offer people, you know, like two, three, four, five quantities, yeah. you know, and, uh, and of course we can accommodate bigger ones, but primarily the smaller orders we'll take. I feel like that's, and we won't be greedy about it. That's kind of a, it's like a steep thing for you at first. It's like, well, I'm going to buy 50 XLs, 50 larges, 50 mediums, 50 smalls, and then mm-hmm. sell them at like, lower prices for um like batches of like five and sixes kind of thing like how are, how are you going to manage that with different colors different options sizes all that stuff i think that the, our r- rough game plan is we'll have like some basic stuff in stock we're definitely not going to do like 50 of multiple different sizes we'll have a handful of sizes just a couple different colors on hand but most of the time it'll be like 
by order basis. So like doggy, if you come to me and you want like five brown shirts and five blue shirts and you have different sizes, you know, we'll order them from our wholesale contact specifically for your order, get them in and then we'll throw your logo on them. And that will be that, you know? So I don't, don't plan on carrying a bunch of inventory. That's kind of a big thing too, is we got lucky with a wholesale contact to get these. I, I personally really like the tri-blend shirts. I can't do 100% cotton. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that on the show. I have like a weird cotton phobia. So I like the really, really soft shirts. And that's what we also plan to offer to the public. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I prefer tri-blend or like the 100% um, like poly. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the... Yeah, polyester is like the workout shirts that you wear. Yeah, I like those. Um, I wear the cotton ones, like my work, the, our work undershirts for our uniform are 100% cotton. So I get a large or an XL, and then after six months, it'll end up shrinking to a size that fits me better. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's what I've been rolling with now because that's like five shirts for 18 bucks um, on base. So I'm like, this is easy mm-hmm. um, for now. Yeah, can't beat that. But yeah, in terms of you were saying like repeatability, small batch orders. Yeah, so if I were to get if I were to get an order for like five t-shirts, it would take me so much time because I would have to manually line up the logo on every single shirt because I don't have all of the additional like fancy stuff to get the logos lined up. Um, right. But that's just not something that I could do for more than. Like I made one for my dad, my sister, my brother, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's just no way I could do t-shirts unless I had some, some a little bit better equipment uh, at this mm-hmm. point. And then at this point, that's not something I'm, I'm looking forward to, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to having someone that can do that. Yep. I hear ya. So should we dive into the uh, big topic of the day? Yes. I got my, boxing gloves on i'm ready to duke it out with you because i think we have differing (laughs) opinions um yeah but so i i was scrolling through the gram today you know watching some stories as i do uh and i came upon a good friend of the show ben from lost wood creative uh he posted a story it's an opinion you know there's nothing wrong and he prefaced by saying hot take and his hot take was if you aren't sponsored by a company yet you can oops if you aren't sponsored by a company yet, you continue to tag them in your posts, you should stop. Over the last year, I've been tagging dozens of brands on hundreds of posts, hoping for sponsorship, giving away free marketing to these companies. How many started to sponsor me? Zero. These brands are happy to accept your free advertising and give nothing back. It's the sad reality. You made this woodwork slash artwork. Your skill, your expertise, your talent. Did you use these brands? Sure. But you created the piece, so credit yourself. Growth doesn't come from tagging companies. Growth comes from showcasing your talent. Okay, so I may just... Can you read that last line? Growth doesn't come from... What was that part? Tagging companies. Yeah, so I dis- I agree with most of what he's saying. That I disagree with because especially when you're in the kind of uh, beginning phases of social media and you're at 500 followers, 1,000 followers, if you're tagging these companies, there's a good chance they will reshare it mm-hmm. That's, if it's good, right? If it fits what they want to show. So it has to be right. good. Let's preface that. Um, that's more eyes on your product. So I think that's really important to 
to do to share and tag and try to get as many reshares. And that way you're, you're getting more eyes, you're getting more growth if that's what you're using the account for. Um, right. But he does use the word should, which I disagree with using because it's, it's kind of up to the account owner or the business owner what you want your what you want your page to look like. Some people have mm-hmm. uh, captions on their posts that have like 18 different affiliate codes and links. Like I know Pine Baron has a bunch of links for Hangman products, for XFast and Starbond, and they put it in every single post. Um, and again, that's that's you know they might be compensated for it, uh, but I think I think it's important to to share and tag and try to get reshared. Um, yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, definitely when you're, you know, a beginning account, it's definitely a good idea to tag people and kind of hope for a reshare, I guess. I mean, don't get upset if they don't, obviously, but uh, I, my mindset of this situation, it's not a situation, but mindset on the top, my mindset on the topic is <laughs> that you shouldn't, in my opinion, you shouldn't be like, I don't even I don't even know how to word it anymore. It just it it triggered me to a degree because I think if you're in the mindset of I am only posting and tagging this company to get sponsored by them, I think that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I think I love to tag companies if I use their product and I think it's good. I'm not necessarily hoping. Of course, I would love to get free stuff. But and I think something we first need to define is what do you define a sponsorship as? Like because there's like Typon, for example, they've sent me a bottle of glue or two over the years. I don't consider myself sponsored by Typebond. I've just been sent product by them, which I'm more than happy to accept, of course. Yeah, I think, I mean, certain companies, when they send you stuff like glue, um, not the case with Typebond, they might send you a contract like me with Rockler. I would say Rockler sponsored me and is currently, well, maybe not currently a sponsor because I, I fulfilled my obligation to them. Yeah, they, they sponsored a couple of videos or, or YouTube videos specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you negotiated reels as well. Mm-hmm. I know you posted yeah, some reels, of those for them. Two reels and an Insta- uh, YouTube video. So um, like they, I would say, are a sponsor of me, but I don't necessarily, every time I use my dust collector, and I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to tag them unless I'm specifically using like the floor sweep or showing off a function right. of it. Totally. Um, and in that case, you would tag them. Yeah. No problem. And that's a, another part of that is we got a lot of good blood there. Like they were very patient with me. They were awesome to work with. So mm-hmm. of course I will. But certain companies, um, like an epoxy sponsorship I had years ago, I was so annoyed because they would just never reply. And then all of a sudden they would send 10 messages and then I would respond and they would just not reply for another three months. Um, so it kind of depends on like you said, the level of sponsorship and Titebond sent me a bottle of glue. I said I would tag them um, in a set of coasters that I'm doing with them. No big deal. Um, but I think I think the toxic mindset that comes into play here is that like you're I mean, it depends, I guess, on what your goal is with your page and your content creation or your business or whatever. But I think that it's a flawed mindset to I'm going to tag this company and they're going to sponsor me. Does that make sense? That's not what like, I just don't think though. that makes any sense. Well, well, so let me, let me preface with, I, I'm sharing messages. I sincerely hope it's okay with him. And this is, I, I love this guy with a passion. I, this is not negative at all. We had a very healthy discussion. I was looking to gain insight on his stance, just like doggy and I are doing right now. 
But I asked for an example of a situation where this would be negative tagging a company. Mm-hmm. Like where you would get the negativity. You know what I'm saying? So he said, sure, everyone loves just creating, but also wants to grow, get sponsored, or even making a living off of here. AKA recognition. I think shouting out a product you love is great. I do it all the time, but I think a lot of these companies know everyone wants to be sponsored. So they are happy to occasionally share your stuff because it's good marketing and also leads you on to tag them more because they feel like you are on the in with them then. So I don't think that, I don't think any company is thinking that they're, oh, let's dangle this carrot in front of this guy by resharing his post and he'll think that we're going to send him free stuff. Like no social media manager has that mindset. I don't think that's, uh, I kind of took his response as more like they want, they're not going to say, oh, we know he wants free stuff. So we're going to tag him or reshare him. It's, oh, look at this. He's giving us free stuff. He's giving us free reels to repost. The more we reshare him, the more he's just going to keep reposting it. We don't have to send him anything. <laughs> like that's, that's what I think Ben's saying. Like these people are tagging us. These idiots are tagging us and we're not giving them anything. That's free advertising for like the epoxy company. Uh, in, in. But, and that's what the beauty of social media, you know, like if, for example, like my templates, right? I, I certainly hope that everyone who purchases a template from me will post it on their story or their feed. You know, I'm not going to like force them to, but that's the goal, of course, is that they use it and then they advertise it on their own, you know, knowingly or not. Does that make sense? Like, that's just how networking and marketing works, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, because you, you don't, I wouldn't say you get upset, but you're like, I don't know why people aren't like tagging me in these um, when they're using them, right? And But you've had a couple where you sent templates to somebody at a discount or free or traded and they like didn't tag you at all. And you had no contract. And that's basically what these companies are doing with sponsorships. They're sending stuff out without contracts and hoping that the people are honor their side of the agreement. Right, 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 right. But yeah, that's that's like a handshake deal. Well, that's that's just being a shady yeah, person if sketchy. you if you verbally agree to do something like that. But there's been times where it's I don't even know. I don't think there's even any sense in talking about this. But like, I just got an email last month uh, from this company. They were like, "Hey, it's someone in like the TikTok network, so it's a company that's collaborated with TikTok in the past." Uh, and I'm sure I'm in like some form somewhere that they were able to find my contact information. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hey." We know that you do good work. We want to support you and show our appreciation towards what you do. And we'll send you a couple free pieces of merch. Mm-hmm. No, 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 nothing to give back necessary, you know, terrific. And, you know, that makes me want to get this product and post about it so that they get the promotion that they should get. You know, they didn't ask for it. It was very nice of them to do that to me. And I was not going to argue, of course. So, I don't so, know. I th- my I guess my argument is that it's a toxic toxic mindset to have because you should be happy to share your experience with a good product. You know, it goes into like if you go to so many people go to a restaurant and enjoy their experience and go on about their day, whatever. But as soon as you go to that restaurant and have a bad experience, you immediately leave a bad review. You know, you didn't leave a good review to the other restaurant well, you went to, but you went to this other one and had a bad experience and left a review immediately. Well, I was talking to a buddy. Um, I was like, dude, your kids are so well behaved. Like, like you guys got like, cute pictures. Everyone's smiling. He's like, well, you don't see pictures of, you know, kids having fits 
on Instagram. Like you don't post. <laughs> I mean, I'll post things where I've messed up, but I'm not posting like colossal failures usually, you know? Right. Um, so like you only really see the finished product that people want you to see or this right. illusion. And like we talked Smoke about. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but there's another, I was talking to someone else. We're not going to name him because he gets named enough. Um, but there is, there is a, um, an aspect of saying, uh, like oh, incredible solution sponsors me. Right. Um, but if they hadn't and I bought their epoxy and I'm using it and I tag them like, Hey guys, look at this badass board I made with your epoxy. I am a really, really good representation of your product and then try to build that relationship moving forward. Um, I'm pretty lax with who I tag. If I'm using your product and it's the center of what I'm doing in that post, I'll tag you. I don't care. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm using your product. I support the product. So I might as well post about it or might as well. Cause you know, you're going to get comments and people asking mm-hmm. you about it anyway. And that's the other thing so. where you definitely, when you get high, <laughs> do you see my camera going in and out? There's a fly crawled in front of my camera. <laughs> um, but there, uh, there is an aspect of when you get to a certain, uh, it's not like a, not a definitive follower number not a definitive like it just reach in general when you start getting tons of views on stuff like i love no cry gear i use their i the lenses every single day in the shop i love their protective lenses a six dollar pair of sa- uh, safety glasses on a sixty-five thousand follower account like i'm not gonna make a whole post for you you know i'll right. throw you in the tag section but i'm not gonna say you know shout out to no cry gear for this amazing gift or sponsorship uh because they're they're no longer actually giving me worth because if i don't get it from them i'm gonna go somewhere else and get it um so it kind of has to be like an even trade of value if that sponsor is providing value to you and your business then like you should provide value back Um, Mm -hmm. especially if they're giving you free stuff but his his comment was definitely angled at before any sponsorship has happened you shouldn't be tagging other companies and i don't know i i i, I would tend to <laughs> i would tend to disagree with that um yeah me too so then we are on the same page pretty much i mean I, there's no first off 100 opinion you can have your own opinion and this is no way shaming ben and i think he's a big boy and he knows that this is not a shot at him to any degree uh because obviously it's just opinion based me and doggy are forming our own opinions it was just a weird 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 thing to me to even bring up um i guess is how i would phrase it i don't see a problem tagging a company that you support with 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 good intentions you know don't have the ill intention of trying to get a sponsorship does that make sense that's an ill intention i would say expecting a sponsorship is the ill intention yes and there are some so don't do that there are some sponsors like bumble shoots who sent me like a can of their shop wax before he released it um and they were Mm -hmm. a sponsor of the show a couple months ago um and gave me a discount on some woodworkers oil when i also bought like a different can of wood wax from him so every time i use bumble shoots i tag him because eric's a good dude they're a good company. I like Absolutely. them. Um, but Type Bond, I told him I'd make a set of coasters with their their bottle of glue. 
I'll do that. But I mean, it's just a bottle of glue. Like I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I have to go super far out of my way, you know, bend over backwards. Um, other than just that one set of coasters. Um, so it, it is a kind of a tough situation at some points though. Uh, cause you don't want to be the person that isn't fulfilling your end of the deal. Um, that's just like you said, that's just shady. Whether it's a handshake or a contract, you gotta, you gotta hold up your end of the bargain um, after the sponsorship occurs. But well, is there some kind of situation like that with what Ben's talking about that I missed? But well, I talked a lot. Someone wasn't... I lost what, track of what I was saying. <laughs> oh, you're just saying that if you had an agreement in place, it should be withheld, which is yeah. obvious. Of course, did something like that happen to him that has no? So pro, he, he's proposed this conversation. No, I don't know what he was because he he's been. I don't know what he's talking about. No, <laughs> so he, he's talking about an epoxy company, um, a pretty well known one, one that he uses. That he'd been tagging for a really long time, communicating with, trying to get sponsored by. And let's just uh, start this part of the discussion off by saying he's an incredible epoxy artist. Like he does really impressive work. And he had a really cool art display that went in, I think, in a, in a university. Um, mm-hmm. Really good ocean boards. Honestly, just very talented with epoxy and wood, but that, that style of, of woodworking. And, um, when I was talking to him and he said that he was not sponsored by any epoxy company, it's like, what dude, like you're like killer with epoxy. You're an, like an absolute artist with epoxy. And it blew my mind. And cause he had always tagged this company and uh, he said, no, they pretty much just like ignored me all the time. Um, so I think maybe when he posted that there was some like slight resent fired up a little like slight resentment, like, I did all this free advertising and I can't get a single thing uh, in return in, in terms of items, but also mm-hmm. even just like a, a reply as a message. Um, gotcha. I think. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it would come down to your own discretion. If this has been going on for a long time, then sure. Absolutely. I would stop tagging them if you don't feel like they're deserving of it. But if they make a kick-ass product, I don't see why not. I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's really what it comes down to. That makes total sense to me. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely a difference between just doing a post featuring that Again, I'm going back to this type on because they sent me a one quart bottle. <laughs> one quart or, bottle. I don't even know if it was, yeah, it was a quart. Um, no, it wasn't. It's the two cup. It's a pint. Yeah, t- whatever. Small bottle of glue, and I'm making a set of coasters. I'll tag them in that. But if I'm yeah. using that glue in another post, unless it is the sole purpose of that post is showing off that glue or doing a chaos cutting board or doing this or that. I just don't feel the need to just continually remind people like they see the bottle when Mm -hmm. I'm using it. They, most people that are, you know, even relatively, uh, even new to this community know that type on wood glue is, you know, type on three is, is a green bottle, um, or green label. So if it's pretty recognizable. So once you fulfilled your contract, um, you know, (laughs) renegotiate, try to get more, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think it's a great, thing to use as leverage to get free stuff 
Yeah, and also, if you get, like, declined, if they say no, I don't think you need to pout about it, you know? It's just not a good fit for them. Maybe it's not in their budget. Maybe you guys couldn't come to terms or something, you know? I don't think that's any reason, like, oh, I'm going to stop using this product now. Unless it's something like Odie's, who's just, like, a horrible, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, like yeah, Odie's, that's completely, had, entirely different well, situation. I had free product from them. I fulfilled my obligation. I did my stuff, and then the stuff with Dan Dunlap mm-hmm. and Odie's happened. And I actually went back and sanded my coffee table to get the Odie's off of it and then <laughs> refinished it. Um, like I did what I told them I would do. Yeah. And agreed. Well, that was also way before this all came yeah. about. So that's a different world we were living in. Obviously, I had Odie's as well. I paid for my Odie's, which I Peasant. I was I didn't want to pay for this $50 jar of finish to begin with without even knowing the background on it. And then I got the product and I hated it. I hated the mm-hmm. application process. I hated that it was it needed three weeks on Walnut to be total What's, water yeah, safe or whatever. Right. It's dumb. So that was, it was a very easy thing to ditch. I never would have bought another bottle to begin with. Um, and now, and I threw away the jar I had when that all went, went about. So that's a different story for sure. But this, in this situation where the product is great, the people are, well, you don't really know the people yeah. will say, uh, but, and they just don't want to sponsor you. That's not a reason to not use the product. I've been turned down before for, I, I like to, I reach out to brands often and that's, to see if they want to work with so, me. So, and that, there's two other kind of like little branches I wanted to, to talk about with this discussion, which is, um, the best way to get sponsored is not to post and tag them. It's to reach out and say, Hey, this is some of the work I do. This is the kind of content I could provide you. Would you be interested in sponsoring three gallons of epoxy or this finish or this paint, whatever. Um, Very, very, don't be, don't be afraid to approach people. Very rarely have I been reached out to by a company offering to sponsor me. Real mil- that, that's what I told Ben too. I can count on less than two hands of the times that I have been approached on their own mm-hmm. to try to see if they want to work with me. Most of my deals I've approached people. And that's the Bessie. I, I put up your clamp rack a couple weeks ago or like, oh gosh, like two months ago. And uh-huh. I put my clamps on the rack and Bessie made a comment like, looks great. And I replied saying in the, in the captions, um, something to the effect of, just got to get a few more K bodies up and it'll look perfect. And that was it. I was just like, yeah, I got to go buy some more clamps because I'm kind of low. Like I don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. I get a message saying, hey, shoot an email to this email from Bessie, North America, from the actual company saying, hey, we'd love to help out. Shoot an email to this person with the SKUs and quantities of what clamps you want. Perfect. And I was like, wait, what? Hell yeah. What? Awesome. Yeah. And I, Amazing. I was like, actually, just all of them. Every single one. <laughs> hey, just send me send me like a handful of every clamp you possibly yeah, make. So and so again, very rarely has that happened. But I tag. Well, oh, yeah. Okay, but, so but, maybe that's maybe that's proving Ben's point because I or disproving his point because I tagged Bessie as I put those clamps up and they reached out to me. Yeah, Ben, you idiot! idiot. You're stupid. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so no, 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 it works. no, no. But seriously, that's something that that's something that comes of the growth that we work so hard to achieve. You know. We're killing it, doggy. Let's 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 be serious. I, I'm about to hit 85k. You're about to. Did you cross over 70? I know I you're flirting know. with it. I'm looking at the dude, reels bonus we have numbers. A, <laughs> we have almost 150k combined, dude. That's that's a big deal. We're killing it. So uh, naturally, with the growth, not everyone obviously goes on the same path. But you know, it, unfortunately, the bigger your account, the more that brands will want to work with you. You know, and there's times where smaller accounts get some love too you know like i got some deals when i was a much smaller account as well but 
obviously the bigger stuff comes as you grow, which is the goal, which I will agree with Ben. The, go- the goal is to grow. And to get better. I very much so. Improve process, improve yeah. quality. Yes. Yeah, that all goes along with growing. You know, you can't grow without improvement on your end. So That's false. You could just make coasters with bottle openers and you can grow. Um, <laughs> or post a video of you using a Craig Foreman. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, I don't think the... You know, I, I've talked about this before, like the, you know, 50K followers, 50,000 followers is like the new 20,000 followers. Like there's been this like inflation boom of accounts recently, um, myself Definitely. included, where mm-hmm. um, you get a couple viral videos and you explode and then you get like one that gets like 50 likes and it's been up for like a day. So, you know, it's... Yeah, well, well hold on, hold on. You're on, you're on to a good train of thought. Sorry to cut you off, but Ben, Ben has been... Ben got it a huge boom as well. Like he went from, I think like five k to he's almost at a hundred k now, just in the past like sixty days, right? I thought he was over a hundred. Oh, now he's seven point seven. Yeah, which is incredible. Like he, I think he, it started off with a, a really satisfying video he posted of him using his Mercaderos to sand off some epoxy overpour, um, and that got millions upon millions of views, which really fueled his growth. So strengthening your point there definitely what what was the term you used the balloon inflated what was it yeah like inflated Inflation, so just like the economy. you know exactly so things change with the algorithm and that's the bottom line we've talked about it a million times you know it favors to different things and people and types of posts and all that jazz so unfortunately we're at the mercy of instagram for things like that there's so much luck involved in it to be honest with you um but that is also no excuse to skimp on the skills and working on yourself and bettering your content constantly, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to kind of discuss about, um, in the case that you do get a sponsorship, um, no matter how big, no matter how small, um, do honest product reviews just because it's free. It doesn't have to be the best pair of safety glasses or the best bottle of glue or the best finish. (laughs) Um, I I am a huge, I shouldn't say I am. uh, I've been a huge offender of this. Like when I got Odie's, that post, (laughs) I was actually just doing an urn, like a wooden urn box for uh, ashes. Um, Mm -hmm. You would have thought it was the most like magical finish in the history of the world. And then after that's how so many people treated it. It's just okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some of those products. Like I remember when the the Mercaderos first came onto the scene, when anyone got it, it was the world's oh greatest gosh. sander in the world. And that's part of the reason why I bought one, honestly. And I had issues with my very first one that I got and I had a horrible experience with a customer service trying to get it repaired and stuff like that. It finally got done eventually. But it's just like you can't believe everything you see and read on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I that's not an excuse to spread false claims, obviously. That's just me saying that I think that you should keep it real, like Doggy was saying, you know. Oh. Don't if it's not a good product, it's you gotta tell people, yep. you know. And so I actually I was speaking to my friend who follows my account, but he's not a big Instagram guy. Um, he's a buddy back in Monterey, made a crib, um, absolutely incredible woodworker looks at like the scientific like, composition of finishes before he uses it, compares <laughs> it based on like the tannins in the wood he's using super scientific about it. And he asked me how I liked, um, Odie or not Odie's. Um, what's the other Rubio, Rubio Monaco Rubio. And I was like, dude, I love it. Super easy applies. Well, it's durable. It's hard. 
Uh, you can sand it off if you really need to. And he looked it up and he was like, you know what? When I looked up and saw that they were paying influencers to use it or like woodworkers, makers, content creators, he's like, I started to not trust it because a lot of times mm -hmm. when they're paying people, they can't really say anything negative about yeah. it. So it's like, just be excuse yeah, the results so when you're, when you're doing it, like I, you know, indestructible shoes or sending out shoes to anyone who wants to destroy a pair and people are like, wow, I destroyed the shoes in 10 minutes, but they're really, really great and durable. It's like, well, are they? Cause you know, it doesn't look like it. It looked like you hit it with a hammer and the steel toe broke. I do not get that marketing ploy at all. Yeah. That's, that's just dumb, but <laughs> it's one of those things. Just be no offense. If you've done it before. No. I, so I actually got a pair. Um, the last time they did a big marketing push like two years ago, I was so pumped because I don't wear boots in the shop because they're too clunky and they were like tennis right. shoes with steel toes. And it, I, this is a time where I actually was the kind of the not greatest uh, like person on that deal. Cause I got the shoes, I wore them and I was supposed to destroy them. And I reached out to them. I was like, these shoes are awful. They're so uncomfortable. And like, I do not want a pair. I told him, I was like, I'll send it back to you. I, I do not want these shoes. Um, and, uh, but I, I won't advertise for them. Like they're not up to something that I would be comfortable advertising. So I kind of like reneged on, on my deal, but it was in my opinion for a good reason. Cause I really just did not like those shoes at all. Um, so, yeah. the, you know, there is times where I've been sent to contract, you know, something for promoting a product or whatever. And they have said something along the lines of like only spread good words about the product, obviously. Um, and then there's also been some where I have straight up been like, hey, I'm going to tell it like it is. I would love to try out your product, but if it's not good, I'm going to tell people it's not good, mm -hmm. you know. And then that's kind of the way it's going to go. Yeah. And that, I, I do think that is really important to be honest, because especially when you start having a larger influence or a larger audience, People buy, I, people buy what you're, you know, selling, quote unquote, like they're, they're buying what you're, you're picking up what you're putting <laughs> down. And right. if you're putting down crap, they're going to buy crap. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Honest product reviews, be a good, you know, person, yeah, be a good person <laughs> and be honest. Yeah. And be honest with the company don't too. Don't be a crybaby. Yeah. But No. I think that's all we got. I think, uh, I mean, please, 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 please give us some feedback on the topic because I would love to hear different positions. I talked to Ben. We had a very constructive conversation. Me and Doggy just talked through it ourselves. I'm very curious to hear other people's opinions. Send us a message anytime. My Instagram, Doggy's Instagram, the Maker Made Podcast Instagram. Uh, if you feel the need, if you're really feeling generous and want to support the boys, go check out our Patreon page. It's linked in the bio of our Maker Made Podcast Instagram. Uh, check that out. We're going to be revamping that pretty soon. Uh, for those of you who are already Patreon supporters, thank you so much. That is very kind of you. Uh, we definitely plan on revamping that up here soon. And we also plan on being more active on the Maker Made Podcast Instagram. We've been slammed mm -hmm. as of late, but uh, bringing that back for sure. And I think that's all. Yeah. Let's plan next week is going to be a response to this week. So we'll kind of market this. Yeah. Give us some feedback. And we want... We want questions in the podcast email. We want voice questions. We want text questions. We want everything. So 
uh, please reach out. We need a clap back from Ben. Yes. Ben, if you're listening to this, I'm going to DM you specifically. We want to hear from yeah, you. Because, you know, we may not have understood 100% his point of view yeah. and it helped just to clarify. But, yeah, next week we wrap up. And with that, I think we peace. Peace.